hidethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Wrong Term Memory. This is episode 51, part two of last week's episode where we are, well, you tell the people that might not have listened last week what we're doing, Colin. Well, if you didn't listen last week, then you bloody should have done, uh, and it's there in the archives for you if you missed it. Please go back and check it out. But we were turning our hands to the job of Agony Aunt and Agony Uncle and going through some questions, some concerns and some problems that some of the listeners had sent in either via email or Twitter DM. Um, our advice went a little bit longer probably than what we planned, tends the show became a two-parter. So we've got the second half of the questions to go through today with Jack, myself and, of course, Caroline. Right, that, this one's quite, uh, okay. Um, I have always struggled a little bit socially, despite actually having friends and knowing people. I have always um, just been a little bit confused. I think I'm okay mostly. It's just starting a conversation, saying hello, ending a conversation, talking on the phone. I seem to speak at the wrong times and interrupt unintentionally. I start talking about stuff that I feel is normal, but I give the impression I've said something really geeky or weird or something that the person I'm talking to just gets a little bit confused about. In general, though, I feel that people get on okay with me, and maybe it sounds like minor issues, but I have carried it around forever, and it can take a toll, feel like it's hardly worth socialising because it's so stressful. Frankly, I was in the business of avoiding people before the NHS made it cool, in inverted commas. Um, So if you have any advice, even if it's just the nuclear option of getting rid of the rest of my dwindling friends and just be done with it, then that would be great. Right, Gavin, um, as part of my professional life, I work and um, don't work specifically with people with mental health difficulties and depression and anxiety and X, Y and Z, but I do, not an expert, but I do deal with it on a sort of daily basis. I would I would never rule out speaking to a professional about this, basically, as, um, without getting too deep and serious about it. The... A lot of people push that it's good to talk and it's good to talk and if you have friends that you feel comfortable talking to on a one-to-one basis you can maybe have that conversation with them but it sounds like those are the conversations that you are struggling with so professional help sounds it can sound a little bit scary a little bit um over the top basically but we're in a society now 2021 where professional help is available it may take a while to to get that through the NHS, it can you can get put on a waiting list and sometimes it can be two months, three months, six months, eight months, which may not help you in the meantime. There is also there's like free phone numbers, there's charities out there. Go on Google like Colin does and just sort of Google what's in your local area and, and try and maybe speak to somebody on a more sort of professional um of a more professional nature basically these people are there to help and most of them are very sort of good at their job and sort of drilling down on what is causing this why you're that confused way i've went through mental health difficulties for 20 years basically up and down up and down one thing to sort of know as well as like this feeling that it won't end that you will never be the same again in inverted commas is is a common feeling and it does get better and it can get better but I would um, never rule out the professional professional help basically is what I'm is what I'm trying to get at Gavin mate and best of luck to you man any other advice guys Colin yeah I'll I'll, I'll, I'll jump in there um, first of all well done for sending that in in the first place and Jack well done you have some great advice um, 
very, very well put and really good stuff included in that. There's not a lot I can add to it other than a couple of things, really. Gavin, um, it's no wonder that you've struggled a little bit. We've went through a year that's been extraordinary, yes. uh, unlike any other, where I think even the most well-adjusted of people um, have felt a bit different and questioned their sanity and how they're feeling about things at times. Um, listen, the fact that you've actually got friends and you've got people that want to talk to you on the telephone and stuff like that, it means you're probably doing a little bit better than you think. Um, you're potentially being a little bit hard on yourself here. Um, as for saying things that are geeky, being a geek's pretty cool these days, truth be told. Um, I'm into stuff now and I talk about things now and I take an interest in things now that I would never have mentioned. I liked 10, 15, 20 years ago because I had to get bullied or laughed at and stuff like that. Nowadays, being a geek's cool. But like, Being an adult is all about being a geek and doing stuff that you what you liked as a child that you probably couldn't afford then and you can now and stuff. So the things that you maybe think are a little bit geeky or weird and stuff like that, try and embrace them a little bit and just just do you do being you. That's the, the the best way you can be because you're coming across a good guy here, a guy that obviously cares and you do have friends and you've got a friendship group that care about you. So just don't beat yourself up. Maybe think about the speaking to somebody to see if that helps. Even look at things like the the Headspace app or similar stuff that you can download. There's a really good app on Apple called Breathe, which is really, really good just for calming you down, chilling you out and reminding you to just take a couple of minutes a few times a day just to do your breathing exercises and stuff. Um, but keep your head up. The world's changing again for the better and you're going to get to experience more public experience with your friends in real life and not telephones if that's awkward and stuff like that. You'll get to do more face-to-face stuff really, really soon and I'm sure you'll feel all the better for it, mate. So hang in there. Caroline, anything, anything, anything you've experienced or anything else that you you think might help help Gavin because he has been even just reaching out, even just typing that up uh, might have helped. But yeah, anything yeah. to add, pal? Yeah, your advice so far, the, the two of you have been fantastic, and I think we can all be our own worst critics at times, and it might be that you know it's it's not something that's as noticeable to your friends as you perceive it is. Um, we, we can all be in a situation where we catch ourselves and, um, and you know, that's OK. And, and they're your friends. They're likely to, to kind of forgive you for, for small slip ups like that. If you think, though, that it's part of, of a bigger issue, then absolutely. Perhaps speaking to a professional is, is the way to go. And it's, it's definitely a fantastic option. Um, but, you know, in, in the kind of in the meantime, like Colin said, don't be hard on yourself. These are your friends. Uh, and the fact that you're being so considerate about the way you interact with your friends is a fantastic sign that actually you are a, a brilliant friend and they're going to be forgiving for for stuff like this. Um, if you do notice it happen as well, just kind of address it and say, oh, sorry, that was me, you know, um, talking about something geeky there or, or whatever. And you can always turn a conversation around, I think, you know, uh, people love talking about themselves. They love to chat. So if you think that maybe at one point in a conversation you've done something you you didn't like, turn it around and you know ask someone a question and allow themselves to to you know chat away and feel flattered that you're interested you can always spin it around into a positive I think but yeah for, for the most part um you know it's likely that you're probably being a bit more critical than than what other people will notice but fair play to you for for you know like Colin and Jack said writing in and kind of talking about this because it's absolutely I'm sure something that a lot of people will be able to relate to yeah, Gavin, well done for taking that step, mate. And hello, long-term memory. You can always drop an email, and like we, we might even get back to you privately, or whatever. You know, if you've got any issues, we're, we're not professionals, obviously. Um, we can just give sort of our own personal advice 
we'll move on to Julie. So we'll let you take this one, Caroline. Um, this is the first. Is this the first one we've had from a from a girl? Yeah. So Julie's typed in. Um, Julie's. Sorry, guys. I've just realised I'm looking at an old version. And I don't. Oh no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> right, I'll just go this. So, right, I have a crush what? on the checkout person at my local Lidl. Okay. Uh, I think they might like me too, as we both seem to get a little bit flustered when we talk, make eye contact, etc. Is there anybody to ask them out for a coffee? Give them my number without it being weird and having to get my groceries elsewhere forever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Caroline, we'll let you answer that. You're a you're an attractive lady, woman, and uh, uh, what is your experience? Because normally it would this seem this would I think would be a guy sort of asking these questions, but for um, Julie to to write in and sort of look for a little bit of advice, you get any advice for Julie? Do you know what? I, I love that question. Um, and, you know, fair play again for being brave and kind of considering uh, doing this, because it does put yourself right out of your comfort zone if you're going to approach someone in not the typical setting, like a bar or whatever. So, yeah, I love that you're considering that. Um, I, I think consider what you would like if the table were turned. So if you were at your job at the Aldi checkout, what's the nicest, you know, least awkward way that you would want someone to come up to you and let you know that they're interested um and I think you can always start out small with this type of thing you can maybe just try to open up conversation a little bit um I always think it makes a big difference just to be you know quite smiley and get some chit chat on the go and then if you feel that it's being reciprocated a little you can always get a little bit bolder and just make a comment that probably borders on flirty but maybe just friendly and see kind of what reaction you get. Just test the water a little, um, because it's not the ideal place, I guess, to, to put yourself out there. But there's probably ways that you can you can do it a little more subtly and see how it goes. Colin? Um, yes, it's a mad one, isn't it? Because, I mean, the checkout staff in Lidl in particular are so fucking rapid putting stuff through. I don't know if <laughs> you, you can't can get it in your bag fast. You can't contact with mm-hmm. them. Um <clears throat> Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure you've got a crush, to be fair, on the checkout personnel. I think you've just seen somebody in Lidl that you find quite attractive. And you've not been anywhere in the last year apart from Lidl, <laughs> truth be told. So it's been slim pickings <laughs> out there to actually see new people. Um, I can't envisage a lifetime at any point where I would try and pass my number or try and chat up the, the checkout girl in Lidl. We've got some lovely checkout girls in our Lidl, Jack, actually. Um, and always a wee bit of chat with them and be nice to them and stuff like that. But the, the thought of giving one a number or trying to do anything like that, it just seems awkward. There's always a queue in Lidl of people behind you as well. Um, it's mad. But I don't know, people fall in love in lots of different ways. So maybe you could be the, the woman that fell in love with the man in Lidl. Um, good luck with it because there's, there's there's definitely a sitcom or a movie or something, a, a rom com in this. This could be the the start of it if it all goes well, Julie. Yeah, um, and if we make but, it Korean, fucking Mr. Oh, M will definitely <laughs> watch it. Get one viewer. Yeah. Um, what I would say is, Julie, you can go to the pub and you can go to the beer gardens and stuff like that. Now, I would ask you to go to the pub this weekend, right? Have a couple of drinks in the in the pub and see some more people about. Then go back to Lidl and see if your feelings are still as strong. <laughs> I thought you were going to say go to the pub, <laughs> get a few drinks and then go to Lidl. No, like, no, no, up. no. <laughs> just, I, I do think this is a bit of lockdown love, which is maybe <clears throat> the person in Lidl is maybe just replacing all the other people that you've not had in your life for a year. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Julie, but I think it's true. Right, Julie. Although if she likes him when she's sober, that's <clears throat> going to be a better sign than when you're in the pub and you're kind of 
you know, you've got your beer goggles on and you think someone's absolutely stunning when maybe they're not so much. Yeah, that's true. That is true, to be fair. Um, I don't know. I just can't. It just, I can't cope with the awkwardness of that. I just can't. I can't do it. I've got a mate that would put it up for this. I've got a mate, Dom, and he's, he's happily married now, but he used to love an awkward chat line and just awkward stuff. I remember we were at a barbecue once um, as kind of older teenagers and he grabbed like a burger and he put it down beside this girl and sat on it and went, I'm on a roll. What's your name? <laughs> stuff like that. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. I awful, know Dom. Awful, you know Dom. Um, I never seen him in full action like that, but yeah, like, awful Dom chat. was always in a group of guys was always really quiet and sort of reserved. Like oh, how you got to know him, he wasn't. He was a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, he, he, I've seen him do the whole <clears throat> taking the ice out of his drink and throwing it on the floor in the dancing and saying that's broke the ice <laughs> and stuff oh, like that. Shit. No, he's done, he does. He's done, he's <laughs> oh, done all fuck. that stuff in his life. Um, he's done the whole um, up to two girls in the dancing and said to one of them, "Do you like dancing? Yeah, I been dancing. I talk to your pal. He's done them all." <laughs> Basically. Oh, no. Um, and he would he, he would embrace uh, a, a little checkout chat, I think. But for most people, Julie, it's not realistic, I'm afraid. Do you know the worst chat up line I ever heard? Um, I don't know if you remember O'Neill's on Sockey Hall Street. It's a bit of a dive kind of yes. bar that's open till 3am. But for whatever reason, we used to go there a lot. And this guy just came up to me and one word <laughs> just <laughs> said, Randy? I don't know why Randy was the word of choice because it just seems so out of the blue, but yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> we get guys like that as well that, like, he has honed his word, which is Randy, so it's one word, and if you say that to 1,000 girls on a night, Randy, 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 just say it. Let, you make it one reaction, and that's all he's looking for, is that one that works. That's his his tactic as like machine gun it and just the time saver. Randy, 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 and just fire it out <laughs> to every girl in the bar. So, but, can I ask you a question about him, Caroline? Uh huh. Make you a good breakfast the next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, surprisingly, I mean, with all the effort that he put into it, it wasn't successful for him, and he would have thought it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do appreciate that he was just swift and to the point, and the you know. That said, it would have been nice if he'd offered to buy a drink. <laughs> yeah, you could maybe, Julie, you could maybe like start buying like lots of fruit juice and stuff like that and saying maybe you should think about having some of this and sort of slide buy, like, buy condoms and say and take one for yourself. <laughs> How do you like your eggs in the morning? Yeah, yeah. well, I slap my <laughs> What you could do is you could um, go onto Facebook, find them, find out all of his likes. And then, like, create, like, a, a, a dream board and take a picture of it and then send it to him in private message, like a fucking maniac. Man, some people like that. Yeah. <laughs> you would find his Facebook, find his interests, and then try and drop one of them into conversation, try and make it sound organic. <clears throat> That's the kind of levels of sneakiness that I would do if I would end up going, I'm so That's glad I'm... That's stalkerish, but yeah. I was yeah. only joking. But yeah, um, it might work. Oh, yeah, um, I... I I hear you're into the band Slipknot. <laughs> well, don't actually say you, you hear you're into it. Just got a Slipknot tattoo. Yeah, you slash that <laughs> one. You get a tattoo. That's what to do, Julie. Go for it. Go fucking, like, go absolute nuclear. And he will definitely uh, not think you're a fucking maniac. Betty. Betty, first of all, I love your name. You don't get 
friends, Colin here, the looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. Many betties nowadays. Uh, what age are you? 106. Um, how can I pay myself <laughs> not to give less of a fuck? Uh, I get myself worked up about things and no matter what I try, I can't help it. <clears throat> right, okay, so again, sort of, um, feels like a little bit of anxiety and overthinking. I kind of think you've already kind of answered your question with, with using the word train myself, put in a little bit of sort of effort and training. We've mentioned a few of the apps and stuff like that, Colin. So I, I kind of think Betty's, Betty kind of knows that she needs to train herself. But maybe she's not took that step to actually do it. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly what it is. And I think like knowing that you need to do it and knowing the idea of training yourself is great. But that kind of jump off point of actually doing it is the hardest part. Um, I, I think like one of the I think one of the bravest things you can do if you're in a position where you find yourself stressed about things and worrying about things is let one of them go. Right, pick one thing that you stress and worry about. And just let that one thing go for that day or for that week or for that month and then look and see what happened. What was the, what was the response or the result of that action? 99 times out of 100, absolutely nothing will happen. The fact that you stopped worrying about that thing will change absolutely nothing. And that might give you the belief or the confidence to adopt that ideology to more things. Um, because people do generally worry about things they shouldn't be worrying about, stress about things that they've got no absolutely no input to, and it isn't a good way to live your life at all. And I probably sound a bit like a broken record here, but we've had a year where you've had time to think, to procrastinate, to worry about shit that you really, really can't control. Um, and if you can, just kind of make that jump off point of picking one thing and let that go on its own and learn from that, that nothing bad happened because of it, the world kept revolving and you're still alive then I think it'll be easier to then do that to the second thing, the third thing, the fourth thing, and eventually you'll be like me and not give a fuck about anything. <laughs> uh, but, like, let's not fucking push the boat out too far, Colin. Like, don't go full, Colin. No. <clears throat> don't, 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 like, oh, I'm, I'm actually getting it, Colin, kidding on it, doesn't give a fuck about things. Um, you, you, we will all have this, we'll all have things where we, we, we do care about what people think. Anxiety is, it's a, it's a bit of a nightmare, like, and I, I never used to suffer anxiety. <clears throat> like, I was just a straight up depression guy, you know, like, thought everything's rubbish. Anxiety has come into it in the last year, and yeah, it's just you've noticed that there's an issue, Betty. Again, broken record. At least you've noticed it. You, that's the first step. You've noticed it, and that little bit of training. Caroline, any, anything else to? Um, tell Betty here yeah the only thing I would add is try to identify what the kind of triggers are what is it that gets you riled about stuff if it's social media genuinely 
try to delete at least one of the apps that that kind of would would cause a situation like that because lots of people say that they they feel quite stressed and anxious looking at you know some of of social media and the standards that are set and the expectations that they feel are upon them and it's quite freeing to just cut it out like for example I got rid of Facebook I just thought it was toxic and I don't miss it in the slightest but even in work I think with a lot of people working at home in the last year like we've had good chats with our teams in work about the fact that it can seem a bit overwhelming and you can be an absolute martyr or slave to your work. So just trying to create a better atmosphere and doing things like deleting the work email app off your phone or whatever it might be, having a hard cut off where after six o'clock you, you don't stop work or you make sure you do nothing on the weekends, you know, whatever it is that's that's causing you a little bit of stress or anxiety, like Colin says, test the water, try to cut it out. And I think you'll be surprised how effective it is and how little impact there actually is when, when you probably think there will be. Yeah, trying to run the, quite a thing media, the, the network we've got going. Colin will tell you that I'm a fucking bit of a tornado, a little bit of a maniac at times. So the advice I'm giving you that I, I don't really follow by myself, for example, I woke up at five o'clock this morning with an idea and couldn't get back to sleep. So I got up and typed up a full document <laughs> so I didn't forget the idea. <laughs> like, So I am offering advice, and I think it's good advice, but it's sort of do what I say, not what I do, <laughs> because I'm bad for it, Colin. <laughs> you will know this. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no fucking comment. I, I, I love Jack in my you heart, but he's been doing my nothing recently with some stuff, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, that's it. But we we charge along. Where are we now, Colin? Where are we now? Last um, couple we're at, of we're questions. At our la- we're at our last question, I think, is it? Is there, oh no, there's a couple actually. No, uh, there's there's two, two more. Yeah. Um, okay, Katrina. Um, my boyfriend's parents caught us having sex. He'd assured me they were out for the day, and they came home suddenly. I was half naked in the front room. <laughs> now, and now his mother clearly hates the sight of me. And his father keeps giving me weird smiles. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> my, my boyfriend claims that they're fine and they've forgotten the whole thing. But I feel terribly embarrassed about visiting now. I'm 23. Should I have this out with them? Um, no, you bloody well should not, Katrina. No. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit of a, a beamer, isn't it, that that's happened to you? It, it must be awful, but... Listen, his mum and dad fucking banged at least once, so to have him, so it's not as if you were caught doing something awful or terrible or disgusting, unless they walked in and I'm slapping your boob and spitting on you or anything. <laughs> um, so it's just going to be awkward for a while, it really is. Um, you, but it will get better over time, I would imagine. Um, as for the creepy dad, Jack, though, I don't know mm. what you do, but actually, the, the dad's probably not being creepy. He just doesn't know what to do, and he's just probably smiling and trying to be pleasant. But it's maybe coming across a bit weird because you're maybe hypersensitive to this at the minute, and rightly you should be. His mum and dad have seen you naked, but it's there's a lot worse things they could have caught you doing or having done. I think. Caroline, any sort of personal experience with this or any advice, anything like that? thank god no personal experience of this i can't think of anything worse and like colin said i don't know maybe this isn't the best advice there is no way i would be addressing this i would just be trying to brush it under the carpet and pray pray that i don't know a few weeks months years whatever it takes 
passes and everyone largely moves on you never know like in a few years it might be a funny anecdote that you can tell at like dinner parties or at your wedding or whatever but I think there's going to be an awkward few months ahead (laughs) um yeah that just sounds awful it's just about grinning and bearing it for a while but it will pass yeah but yeah bury it deep deep down (laughs) right and then if your boyfriend now is the love of your life you get married when you're in relationship counselling later on and that you can bring it up (laughs) keep it Uh, saved up your mother's always hated me because of back in 2021 you were slapping my titties x y and z (laughs) and your dad oh he he, he, he sent me a dick pic once. Did you know that? It all comes out in the woodwork. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, superb. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got a wee story about linked to this, actually, right, about go, my friend, go. a friend of mine that I won't name. I'll, be, I'll tell you off here, Jack, because you, know, you know yeah. them, right? Um, a friend that what, he started seeing a girl from School Bride, right? And girls from School Bride are, are, are different. They're weird. And um, he was in her house that she lived in with her mum, and they were having sex, and there was a knock on the bedroom door. And he obviously jumped out of the bed and stopped, basically. And the mum came into the room and said to the girl, um, can you come out here, please? I need to speak to you. The girl went out of the room, mm-hmm. came back in five minutes later, jumped back into the bed. And he was like, what's going on? What's happening? He's like, sorry, mum, just wanted to borrow a condom. Oh. <laughs> he had the hard man back at the same time. You're going to need um, therapy about that at some point in the future, aren't you? That's the just... daughter. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's Simultaneous bad. banging, man. Like, I, I, like, I have no personal experience of this. Um, kind of like, like, like putting out there, get caught having a chug, like, when I was younger. Like, Goodbye. Like, 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 no, like, like my, well, I stayed in my mum's house when I was younger, so. Mum <laughs> caught you? Well, basically, I, like, I, like, okay. right, here goes, fuck it, it's going out there. Right at the point of no return, the door opens, so you, t- you tuck it away and in, and then just plaster it on your boxers and all sorts, man. It was horrible. Oh, that. Oh, your right poor mum as well. She doesn't want to oh, walk fuck, in on that yeah, either, yeah. does she? Yeah, what we've done is uh, buried that deep, 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 deep down. This is probably the first time I've ever spoke about it <laughs> in 20, 20, 21 years. See, so, I, yeah. never, I never get caught once, Jack, but I did try to pretend for about five years that I got a runny nose at night and kept sneezing and wiping it in my pyjamas. Yeah. Your socks are awfully sniffly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> Jesus. So are we telling Katrina that it's 20 plus years before she'll be able to, to get over Oh yeah, you've it for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Two oh, decades, 2041. Yeah. And then you can speak <laughs> about it publicly on a public forum where people actually listen. I kind of forgot that people are listening to this. Uh, <laughs> one quick way to get over this really, really quickly, actually, is to have sex with them again, get stuff up your spout and give them a grandchild and everything will be forgotten. Cause all or can you walk in on them and make it, like, equally awkward? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. superb. Oh. And then just start smiling at mum coyly. <laughs> oh. A weird smile. Like, definitely text the dad and say, look, I'm kind of into a threesome. So, like... Let me know next time you're going to be at it, and then sneak in and take a picture. Yeah. Oh, man. Boom. Problem All solved. All good advice. 
Yeah. Right, I, want, I, want, I want to say we'll move on to something a little bit more wholesome, but unfortunately I can't. Um, Caroline, do you want to read this one out? Have you got that one in front of you from Dean? Yes, two seconds. I'm on the ball this time. So the last one from Dean. Recent- oh, goodness, thanks for this. <laughs> Recently, while having sex with a German woman, she stuck her finger right up my taxi. She said, you like? No. I replied, I don't, yes. <laughs> is, it, is it wrong of me to make fun of someone's English while being digitally probed by them? Um, so, Jack and Colin, I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, in short, yes, it's wrong. <laughs> At any time, let alone when someone is naked, vulnerable, and by the sounds of things, trying their, dan- their darndest to make sure you're having a lovely time. Oh, no, so, wait a minute. I, I, I can 100% fucking, wait a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> Stay away from the bum, the bum bum girls, with without prior permission. Never, ever, ever go near it. That's that's just not me. This Don't. is like the breast slapping it all over again, isn't it? You've got to ask first. Yeah, you've got to ask. Like breast slapping, calling somebody a cunt, getting a finger up the bum, getting a big massive dildo out. You need to ask. Yes, speak. Obviously, Dean had. Um, I don't know how long he'd known this German woman for. Um, like, like, did, did, they, did they have a bit of back and forth before? Like, he would kind of take the piss a little bit about about the accent and the English, and maybe it sort of it broke the ice, like Dom throwing it on the floor or whatever. Um, I don't know. Some some people are just very much <laughs> of an awkward nature, where if they can't think of anything, like serious to say, they will maybe just <laughs> blot something out, but. Yeah, to, <laughs> to purposely make fun of her accent. You should have just said, here, stay away from the, the bum bum. <laughs> the only thing I want in the bum bum from now on is nice, fresh soap water from a toilet, to be perfectly honest with you, man. It's a, it's a brave woman, right, who <laughs> decides with no prior warning, oh, yeah, no yeah. prior engagement no prior to that, just to stick her finger up some guy's arse. Because a lot of guys aren't the, the cleanest of guys, right? And I think you need to have a conversation with somebody before you're putting a finger up there, just so they've got a chance to make sure they're ready yeah, for that sort of thing, because anything could come out of there. <laughs> it's not... It, you could be starting something that you can't finish if you put your finger in some random guy's arse, I would imagine. <laughs> oh, it just reminds me of another story we get told just the other day, actually, um, about a guy having sex with... Um, somebody in Spain on the beach, like obviously on a large holiday or whatever, and felt a little bit of a digit going up the bum. That was the last week's show. Oh yeah, not 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 this show. Um, on the other network. So oh, hopefully, so there's, hopefully there's people that um, listen. Like if you've heard this before, sorry, but I think we need to reiterate it for people that haven't heard or other stuff. Sex on the beach with a girl, a little bit of a digit up the bum. Oh oh, looks at the girl. Oh, whoa whoa. Notices that her hands aren't near his bum, turns around and there's a Spanish tramp supposedly with the finger just up the guy's arse. <laughs> no. I do not buy it. I don't think it's true, but it's quite funny just to think about like a homeless guy just standing like, oh, look at the, the bum going up and down and then just insert my digit, man. Oops. In, in, in my head, it's Manuel from Fulton Oh, an opportunist. It's rape. You just rape the guy. <laughs> Let's be honest here. You should go to jail. <laughs> register the guy. That's true, actually. Oh, I think we can answer that one pretty easily then, that 
Dean, you shouldn't make fun of her accent for doing that. But that is really your problem. The, the, the ring ring without proper fucking permission. <laughs> get a fucking. I think you you should need to sign a permission slip. There, there should be like some sort of like actual written contract before stuff like that happens. That's just my opinion, but I'm very much a uh, bureaucratist, basically. Uh, right this that. sounds like Phil. Jack's Me Too campaign. Your <laughs> very yeah. own Me Too campaign. Jack's creating the new layers of consent, basically. <laughs> oh, superb. Um, I loved that. Um, <laughs> and again, hello at Wrong Term Memory if you want to keep sending stuff in. Anything, be it serious, be it not, the email is, is always open. We will... We'll use first names only. If you want to be anonymous, you can let us know that as well. So, Colin, lots and lots of fun, and well done for checking the mailbox, because I was pretty... I was kind of unaware of some of these. Um, I'm not... Although I do want to fill out forms before you stick anything up my bum, I'm not great at the admin side of things at times. So, yeah. Loved it, man. Uh, what, lots yeah, it, it, was, it was good fun. Uh, we are not real agony aunts and uncles, so please take our advice with a pinch of salt. Um, but we hope you've enjoyed listening to it regardless and uh, a big thank you to Caroline for coming on making her debut on this show and doing it absolutely brilliantly so Caroline thank you yeah no I absolutely enjoyed it same as Jack and yeah absolutely delighted you uh, and invited me on for the big 50th show so yeah thank you right everybody thank you for listening we will speak to you soon you know then you bye bye <laughs> Ha 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 Browse only the best pods in the best network. Quite the thing media dot com.